Hello everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems, and as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral, and as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist, and of course, guys, coming from Central Florida is me, myself, and the dogs. Of course, the Honorable Tesla and the Fantastic Miss Frida, but guys, I also want y'all to know that I have started to set up the recording studio after... Quite a few months living in Central Florida and recording on the floor just to be with my dogs. So guys, I have sent pictures to the Butt Maestro and his approval rating is, Butt Maestro, what's your approval rating on my setup well, of the recording studio? Uh, despite the fact that you, you introduced yourself as being from Central Florida like it's a brag, uh... Which is why I don't blame you at all for procrastinating unpacking in Central Florida for so long. Uh, and I just want y'all to know, the pictures that the Admiral sent to me, it's not fully unpacked. He is very strategic about only unpacking the things he knows he needs frequently. That way, whenever he wants to get the fuck out of Central Florida, he can pack them in ten minutes and be gone. Is, is that you know it's very admiral no no that's not but you know what you know what I have up hmm. that I know you would love the most what's that is my Steve Buscemi best friends forever photo. Oh. well speaking uh -oh. of best friends forever hi everyone welcome back to cinema gems we are another show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about the shit they love most of the time that's movies uh but as the case of the last few weeks I guess this is a trend now at the beginning of the year for us to do shows um we're doing willow uh, Woo! <laughs> uh just to clarify you tell i'm not crying because it's bad it's not bad uh and y'all should absolutely go watch it on disney plus uh especially if if this is not the first episode of cinema gems you're listening to and you kind of like hearing a bunch of nerds talking about nerdy shit this might be the kind of nerdy shit you're into, and uh, Disney Plus needs to hear more voices like ours, uh, who, you know, fucking nerds who love cheesy fantasy movies like Willow, and the subsequent cheesy but still good TV shows like the Willow TV series we're about to review. If you didn't already know, uh, by the time this episode drops this Friday, uh, this Willow TV series has been cancelled. Yes, we are no longer I just getting found more out. of it. It looks like season one is all we're getting. Uh, unless we make a really big uproar. I mean, we, we can put this we episode should. out on Twitter and be like, fuck you, Disney+. Plus." We, we, we should. We should be like, yo, yo, Kathleen Kennedy. Listen to this, bro. Listen See, to this. We, we had to know that in our usual, like, we, we don't release episodes in a way that's super topical we don't usually try to hit the iron while it's hot but every once in a while we accidentally have great timing yep we do you know what I only mean, only only every once in a while not all the time usually we we don't even hit the iron the iron's like out the door and we're like well i guess we'll just hit this hammer on this metal piece that's it to whatever Guys, yeah, look, no, it we, comes we very wait until the iron is definitely not hot anymore, and it's like a fully yeah. constructed sword. And then we walk in and we're like, 
Did you see that dent before? <laughs> Look at the dent, man. It's right there, bro. I, I don't know it's if right you there. noticed this when you were making it, but like, it's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, Willow, the TV series, released in 2022. But Maestro. Yes. So, as reported, this is 20 years after the Willow movie, correct? Yes, and, and I am going to say to anyone that is interested in watching this show, uh, you you absolutely should go back and watch the original Willow movie. Uh, because that is referenced so much in this TV show, you will be at least a little bit lost in the first few episodes if you have not watched the original movie. This series is a direct sequel to that movie in so many ways. And this is originally how George Lucas envisioned it. He envisioned it, envisioned it, envisioned it as a TV yes. series. Yes. Oh, it's also his version of Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah. let's be honest. It's his version oh, of Oh, absolutely. Lord of the uh, I wouldn't necessarily put this on the same level as Lord of the Rings, but no, I um, would put this... this on par with Dungeon Dragons 2000. That's okay. but above it, like oh, right no, yeah, above the... it. Okay, cool. I was about to say because we are reviewing that in a week or two, so it's not irrelevant for me to bring up how similar this adventuring party that we get through this show, this adventuring party of misfits and teenagers and old wizards and uh abstained prisoners feels like a D group like this this is another show that feels like it was written by someone who ran a home campaign and really fell in love with the characters in that campaign so they're injecting them into this uh and it's not out of place oh see i thought of it as as all right, so uh, the deadline for the Willow series is today. Does anybody have any ideas? And that one guy's like, "Uh, okay, I can't let him know I do D and D." Um, hey guys, look, I just thought of this. Great, we'll go with this. this yeah. Genuinely, how I thought the pitch meeting went. It was a li- yeah. like you said. It was a it was a homebrew. It was Willow based, and it's just like, um, okay. Uh, and so, I know a lot of people's complaints. A lot of people's complaints are, oh, the cast is young-driven. And it's like, look, look, yeah, all I want is. is D&D. That's all I want. I don't care the cast. I don't care anything. All I want is D&D. That's it. So we're going to start with episode one, The Gales, Ooh. where we get the whole setup from the first movie. Uh, this is the following years following the defeat of Queen Babmorda. Uh, her daughter, Sorsha, which if y'all remember, is the girl that kind of low-key fell in love with Val Kilmer's character, Mad Mardigan. Uh, yes. Remember that name. Yes. Uh, mar- married Mad Mardigan uh, and had a set of twins, Eric and Kit. Uh, Eric has been kind of wooing uh, a girl who thinks she's a commoner, Dove, uh, while Kit is totally in love with... Uh, the flag smasher yeah fucking fucking jade uh and i love her in this i'm love th- i love that she's getting more to do outside of the mc tvu um yeah. 
because I think her character was seriously shafted in that. But mm-hmm. that's an argument for another day. Um, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Mad Mardigan is, is, has disappeared, and she's been getting visions of a new threat known as the Gales. Um, <clears throat> uh, a lich visits uh, and fucks a lot of shit up in the castle. Uh, all during a ceremony where she's about to get betrothed to the prince of a different nation. Am I getting that right, Admiral? Yeah, no, that's an accurate... Yeah, no, that's what happens, yeah. Um, Graydon. Uh, and basically he tells them, hey, go find Willow off good. He will know what the fuck to do. Um, Dove volunteers herself to this group. They get to Willow... Well, she volunteers it because she's in love with Mad Mardigan's son, Eric. Yes. And you know that, I love that, I love that Mad Mardigan named his, uh, his only son after his best friend that died in the movie. I thought that was really nice and poetic. I caught that. Yeah. That was really cool. And then Willow Um, shows up and it's like, I'm Willow. And, and collectively as an audience, we're like. No, you're not. You're not Willow. And then actual Warwick Davis walks out and he's like, Hey, I'm actually Willow. Um, and you're a Laura. That's who you are. You're not a commoner. You're a sorceress. And, and I, I was like, so glad what? that we're not... I, I was so glad at the beginning of that that we're not just getting a whole series of carry around the baby and the baby does nothing. Like, no, we're finally getting the payoff of... A whole ass movie of being told that Alora Dannon is the most powerful magic user in the world. And we're finally going to get to see that. Slowly, but we'll finally get to see that. And then we have to go save... We have to save Eric as a group by going on beyond the Shattered Sea. Yep. And that's the end of the first season. I mean, I'm sorry, first season. End of the first episode. I hope it wasn't the end of the first season. Jesus. Um... Uh, and then the High Eldwin. I, I immediately love Borman. Um, and I, of course, I, I knew have you to would. say. I knew oh, you yeah. Would. I fucking love Borman. He's he's the classic. I can't tell if he's barbarian or like polearm master fighter. I think he's more barbarian. I think so, too. Because he's definitely got a little bit of rage going. Yep. Uh, but he's mm-hmm. also quite charismatic. Uh, yes. So, yeah. High Eldwin. We get some so, flashbacks. Willow had yeah. a falling out with Sorsha uh, after she was oh, like, Oh, Patron no. has a comment. Patron has a comment. She loves... What she got, Patron? She loves Willow with the goatee slash beard. She said he oh, looks I agree. very... Yeah, he, sh- he should have kept it. He should have kept it. I, I agree completely. That was it. That was, that was, that was the okay. comment. No, I, I agree with Patron completely. I think he looked great with a goatee in the flashbacks. Um. Uh, I'm I'm reading along the Wikipedia synopsis to remind myself of what happened in these episodes. Um. So oh the, yeah, they, so the they meet Lich, the other Newland villagers, yeah. including Mims. Yeah. Uh, they they go through the whole pick a finger any finger bullshit thing that we saw in the movie, and Willow fully acknowledges, like, no, this is bullshit. Just pick your own. Like, do it. That's how it's done. 
and then we also get to meet uh, like the the lich overpowers some officers of the yes. court and yes. starts killing them. Yeah, and killing uh, the guy who was basically the old man who was basically put on, and also he's he was the, wasn't he he is from the original movie, and he was also like I think in command of the high guard of uh, Mad Mardigan's people, like his court. I think so. Yeah, I I don't remember, but I think so. Um, and yeah, he's, he's being fully tempted to the dark side and it sucks because he was Jade's teacher, mentor. Yeah. And she has to fight him and she and, knows she can do it. it sucks. And yeah. yeah, every, every fight in this show means something, has emotional stakes. They're act- actively fighting for something or protecting themselves from something legitimately dangerous and terrifying. Uh, Like the people who trained you being corrupted by dark magic and suddenly trying to murder you. Yeah. Uh, Do you Uh, want to talk about the Battle of the Slaughtered Lamb? uh, Yes. So, Laura's companions uh, attempt to rescue her and fight Ballantyne, uh, who, yeah. uh, His disciples? I love that it's like, his his disciples? He literally murdered them. He murdered yeah. them and infected them with the worm. Um, Kit and, and then Borman they split. split. They split. Yeah, they split the party, which is never a good idea. No, uh, but they no. go. They split from the rest of the caravan to retrieve the Lux Arcana uh, mm-hmm. from a tomb. Uh, the Lux Arcana that supposedly Mad Mardigan went hunting for. Isn't that um, the? Is that the in armor a tomb infested with werats? Is that the armor, or is that the sword? So the, it, the the show is kind of unclear. It does a good mix of showing and telling um, mm-hmm. and making you kind of figure things out from context clues. Uh, but essentially the Lux Arcana is a combination of ordinary looking kind of leather armor and an activator. Yeah. And the activator also feeds off of your heart and how intensely you feel you need to protect yourself and the people you love. Mm-hmm. Um, at the, I think that's why they call it Lux Arcana, Arcane Light. It oh. infuses Arcane Light into you. Um, and so, yeah, when he, what he finds here is just the activator and no real armor. So he's like, what the fuck do I do with this? Um... Oh yeah, Graydon gets fucking infected. Um, yeah, and then Alora has we'll to talk pres- about that in the next episode. And, and Alora has to like do a séance in order to get it out of him. Yeah, and and before we talk about Graydon being infected, it's also worth noting that it's about this time that we find out a lot more about this dude who seemed like kind of a spoiled dick. And I think we were all ready to just accept him as a spoiled dick because he was betrothed to the hot princess who's clearly gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thankfully, they didn't go that route with him. They actually made him a good, fleshed-out character who had a lot, who was carrying a lot of hurt and yep. a lot of self-loathing. Yep. Uh, and then uh, after that, we also get to meet up with a bunch of. Uh, is this where we meet the Reavers, or is that the next episode? 
Uh, I think that might be the next episode. Because okay. uh, then we also get to meet. Also about rule, rule. We oh, the log cabin lesbians. Oh no, you go talk about the wrong log. Lo- oh god, log cabin lesbians. No, I was talking about the. Uh, I was talking about the brownie, the brownies. But oh, talk, brownies. But talk we about don't the get log cabin. Quite, quite yet. Talk about we the don't log get the brownies lesbians. quite yet. I know what you're talking about, and I was so happy to see brownies in the show. But the fucking log cabin lesbians, when Alora pulls up on them, and uh, the corrupted knight is still chasing them, Would and the you... fucking log cabin lesbians, as soon as they find out who she is, are like, "Oh, honey, we're we're completely we're fighting for you. We're we're on the wrong we're on the right side." Oh, they're great, and they're I abs- love. How I was so pissed when they died. My interpretation. I was so is... fucking pissed when they got killed. My interpretation of, of them being, you know, introduced was, oh, it's all about, because it's, you you lose your mind in the woods. So that's what I thought. And you were like, no, they 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 genuinely, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's understandable. Art is, art is allowed to be interpreted anyways. But the main log chasm lesbian, uh, she's from Ted Lasso. Uh, she is the owner of uh, uh, Ted Lasso's team, uh, 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 the Greyhounds, uh, which okay is a great series that just started back last week. It's the final season of season three. I really want you to, to watch it, and I think I have a way for you to watch it. I really want you to watch okay. it so we can review it. But that's besides the point. Go back to the Log Cabin Lesbian. Log Cabin what is, what is What is Ted Lasso on? Uh, Apple TV. Okay. I have an Apple TV login. Okay. Well, there you go. You can watch Ted Lasso. From, from a fan of the show. You would love Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is the humor and uh, friendliness we needed during the pandemic, and we didn't know that we needed it for our entire life. That's we, just me. We will definitely talk more about Ted Lasso later. That's fine. Uh, Go ahead. Right now, we're talking about Willow. I know. Uh, and fine. I don't doubt that I would love Ted Lasso. Not at all. Thank you for bringing it up. Um, sorry, I, I got a little bit lost when we were talking about... Uh, oh yeah, Whispers of Nakmar. You're right, Graydon gets corrupted and they have to do uh, an exorcism? A seance exorcism? A seance? Se- an exorcism? Yeah. A seance of an exorcism? I don't fucking know what they gotta do. Some, something like that. They do y'all some mean, shit. Y'all know what we mean. So They do some uh, weird yeah, ass shit. Yeah, they do some shit. Uh... In Lochmar, a fucking haunted castle, the place where Willow banished Bavmorda in the movie. Yep. This is the castle where that all took place. And we get to see the flashbacks back with her realizing that Willow tried to kill her. And he's like, no, it was a, it was my pig trick. It was my pig trick, I swear. And then she kind of runs away from him because she doesn't believe him. Like... She yep. she believes that basically he pulled a Dumbledore. He raised her so he could slaughter her, and that's not what happened at all. Not what happened. Yeah. Um. What what else do we have? Uh, and the, <laughs> uh, and uh, the crone uh takes the lich, and everyone in the entire group except Alora, elsewhere. Uh, and uh, Eric oh starts oh, to wake yeah. up. Oh yeah, and this is this is the episode where in the very end, uh, Eric awakes in an abandoned city. Yeah. Which, by the way, and that's all we get. 
Which, by the way, I love every episode ends with an 80s song. Like, I absolutely love that. Like, I, I love it. While, while we're, when we're done talking about all the individual episodes, I will talk about the music because I have mixed feelings. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Wildwood. Yay, we get to talk about the brownie. Rule. Rule. Uh, yep, they, they get through Babmorda's castle. Willow uses a flamethrower to hold off one of the minions. Uh, they they go through the Wildwood, uh, and they bump into um, Scorpia uh, and a whole bunch of ro- bone, reav- blah, 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 bone reavers. Bone weavers. Yeah. Um, these are the, the followers of the, the big bone guy that we saw in the movie. Kale. I don't know if y'all remember Kale. Kale. Now, y'all y'all ready for this? Uh, we find out that Jade, you know, the, the, the cute redhead that's been walking with this group this whole time, uh, is a daughter of Kale. You know what that makes her? What? Okay, it's recording in a different file. This is going to be weird, but I'm back. What does that make her? Not a different file, on a different line. Unpause. I'm gonna. Put I'm unpausing now, so I don't accidentally hit the space bar again. I'm yes. sorry. Oh God, I ruined everything. You don't have to apologize. No, you didn't. All right, so go on. Go on. Okay, shit. Uh, where the fuck were we? Oh yeah. You know what that makes uh, her admiral? Yeah, yeah, baby kale. Yeah. Ugh. I'm sorry, y'all. I ruined an already bad joke. It's okay. Uh, with bad technical it's difficulties. Right. But yeah, so Baby Kale. Um, and so now, like, the threat of being murdered by all these Bone Reavers is just gone because, yay, sister reunited. We love all of you now. Exactly. Uh, and so the, the time that Willow spends talking to the brownies and cooking up an escape plan doesn't even have to happen. And I love that. I love that he talks about talks to with rule and all that stuff. And then he's like, "It's okay, you have him." And he just points. He, it's like you got him. All right, bye. I'm leaving. I'm not going out there. I'm not an adventurer. I'm good. I thought I thought rule was gonna get his daughter yeah. to go with him, but no. He's just like, "You're good. You got this." My adventuring days. Are I'm over. I'm honestly relieved that we didn't get rule's daughter to go with them. Oh why? Because she went. She was an angsty teenager. That that would have been a night. She would have gotten them killed so fucking quickly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, she would have. Um, that would have been a nightmare. <laughs> okay. So, uh, after they find out, they have a giant celebration. They have a giant thing, and everybody's freaking out because they don't know what's going on. Um, and they're having basically, like, a dance kind of thing. An orgy. Yeah, basically an orgy. They're having a full-on fuck party. It's pretty great. They're kind of stretching the limits of what Disney Plus will let them get away with. It's very, like, limited orgy. It's like, oh, yeah. And then we get this... And then out of nowhere, trolls pop up and just stop, stop, start kidnapping yep. people. And I love how they take them back, and we get to see. Oh God, what's oh God, his name? The boy, the guy who pretends to be Mad Mardigan, and it's not. Who's that actor's name? 
Uh, Christian Slater. That's fucking Christian Slater. Oh yeah, so, I was I was thrown off because he never really pretends to be Mad Mardigan. Well, I mean, he says I'm Mad Mardigan, and then I love how Willow's like, "No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not Mad Mardigan." Um, yeah, no, he's he's definitely not Mad Mardigan. He's kind of a bard. Yeah. Kind yeah, of? I guess I w- Yeah, no. Uh, Patron, Patron goes, but Maestro would love this character. And I'm like, I probably. Probably. I, I did. Of course you did. I did. Of course. Did, did, you, did you show Patron my text to yes. you? When I was like, oh my god, Slater is the yes. bard now? Yes. 100%. Um, and we get to hear um, a voice cameo of not. Not. Val Kilmer, but his son. It's it's not. It's Val his Kilmer. son, Val Kilmer's son, does a voice like an audio. It's his son that does it because you know he he of course he's Val Kilmer's son, so he has the. I think Jack Kilmer is his name. If you ever okay. seen the Nice Guys, have you ever seen the Nice Guys with um Russell Crowe? Okay, time he's ago. the guy who he. Yeah. A while okay, he's back. the he's the kid who's like, you want to see my dick? You want to see my dick? That's the oh same kid. But no, he does he does okay. the voice of uh Mad Mardigan. And all I got to say is that I don't know if they edited it or I mean of course it's his dad that was Mad Mardigan so he can do it. But his voice cameo was I had to look it up. I'm like, "Is that is that Val Kilmer?" cuz it sounded on point. Yeah, you you could have told me that was real Val Kilmer and I would have believed Cause, it. Cuz listeners, he did ask me beforehand do we get to see Val Kilmer? And my response is, no, we do not get to see Val Kilmer. Because technically we don't. Val Ki- v- Mad Mardigan. Yeah, so I, w- I was fully willing to believe until literally just now when the Admiral informed me that it was not him. I was fully willing to believe that that was Val Kilmer. No, it's voice. his son. Thank you for ruining the magic. Oh, God. no. I'm sorry. I, I please know that, that I'm joking. I know. Admiral. Um, and then, and then after that, um, we fight a way out with trolls. Did you like the intellectual trolls? Because I thought the intellectual trolls were good. I thought it was yeah, fucking funny. I, was like, I thought it was really fucking okay. funny. Because I, I thought it was going to be more hobby. I think that's a really fun yeah. twist. I enjoyed it a lot as well. Um. Again, a, a, another piece of evidence that leads me to believe that this was all based off of someone's D&D yeah. campaign. Because that's totally the kind of weird shit I would do. Is Yeah, it's a bunch of trolls, except they gained an unnatural amount of genius level intelligence from this weird magic item that they just stole, not knowing what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and it's made them all super yep. smart. Uh, and then we get to go Beyond the Shattered Sea, episode seven. Um, and basically we get to meet this character that's an old man that you're kind of worried about. And the entire time I was like, he's John Carpenter's The Thing, right? That's who he, that, that's John Carpenter's yes. The Thing. And legit turns out to be an evil menacing monster, a mimic. Would you say that was a mimic or no? Okay. Close enough. Yeah, it's it's pretty close. Um, and basically, they steal um, a horse carriage that's dragged by water by a giant fur by a giant fur sealess baby, like a furless ba- seal baby. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. It's adorable. I, I love it. And this all thing. while this is it happening, we get to see Intercut with Eric drinking the ooze of the worm, which is really weird. Yep. Yep, that's yeah. pretty fucking weird. Um, and then they get to the end of the Shattered Sea, and Elora uh, and Kit uh, have to jump off the end of the Shattered Sea because they're what's worth fighting. They know that's what's worth fighting for, so they jump. Um, and then I love how Willow's like, maybe they were meant to go. Blah, 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 this. And I love how... You're, you're, skipping, you're skipping a lot of really cool training uh, that, montages. That's fine. I'm just giving the gist. This was, this was some of my favorite parts... This was some of my favorite parts of I'm the sorry show, that you've been talking the training so montages of the You've group. been talking so much. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just want to get to the end, but go ahead. Go ahead. Training montage. Go. I was just going to say, I love that we get to see all of the magic users in the group all just start fucking having at. And Alora start using, like, dark magic spells and make Willow go, what the fuck? How did you learn that? Like... We finally get to see, like, the, the payoff of the promise of these characters will become really powerful. You start to actually see that payoff when their powers do evolve. And they start having more complex feelings. It's, you know, it feels realistic. As m- realistic as magic can be. Anyway, yeah. Last episode. No, I understand. I, I like the training montage as well. I just really like that last battle. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Oh, we can absolutely get to it, because I agree. So, it's fucking great. So I love how Kid and Alora jump off, and then um, uh, Kale's, Kale's baby Kale's baby jumps off, and Flash Thompson jumps off, and, and then yep. the Barbarian's like, hmm, should we jump off? And I love how Willow's like, well, you just gotta ask yourself, is what you're willing to lose worth fighting for? Because for me, it's not. Because I love my daughter too much. And I love that the barbarian's like, well, fuck it, I'm out. So he jumps off and he starts fighting. Um, and then, I don't know, I love his character so much. Because I love how he's like, yeah, alright, you stay here. I'm going to go out and fight all these characters. Who's got the butter? And it's like, what the fuck's happening right now? Like, what is happening? Why are you referencing, like, things? Yeah, for- but cool? Bor- he's, Borman's he's great. amazing. Uh, I love his weapon so much. Uh, I will talk a little more about the specific weapons in the show after we finish talking about this last battle. Because you're right, it's fucking epic. Uh, because this whole time, Eric has been slowly corrupted by the only other person in this waste town of a city uh, who happens to be the yeah. crone. And the crone's whole bit is to resurrect this giant worm and bring about a new era of civilization. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's genuinely that, it. In which everything gets fed to the worm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, Willow shows up, and of course he shows up. Of course he shows up. Uh, and he starts kicking ass and taking names. And then we get a, a giant-ass amazing battle. And the worm gets disintegrated and but unfortunately someone has to die well and th- that one person is yeah. flash thompson which 
Which was really unfortunate because he was just starting to like be really badass yeah. with his powers. It, it, it sounds wrong, but I kind of wanted Eric to die so she could have ended up with Flash Thompson. Because this whole time, Flash Thompson shows his love and affection for Alora, and I love that Willow's like, "This is not the time for it." I know you have feelings right now because you're a, you're possibly a teenager in your mid twenties or whatever, and you have feelings and you don't know how to talk about it. But this is not the time to be blah blah blah. And it's like it was so nice and and genuine to have that. And then he was killed, and I was like, okay, like all right, cool. It felt like you remember in Age of Ultron when they were building up that Hawkeye was going to die, Hawkeye was going to die, and then it ended up being, um, uh, qu- Quick yeah. Over. I was like, this literally came out of nowhere. Flash. Uh, sorry, Pietro. Huh? Because I, I think in that movie they never referred to him as Quicksilver. They call him Pietro. Yes. I knew. I mean what you know. But. Yeah. Like, and this to me, it was kind of like, it wasn't shoehorned in, but it was like, somebody has to die. So why not it be another a master of the arts? And then we also get that post credit scene that you saw, but not the second post credit scene that you saw. Right? Yes. So I, I saw one post credit scene where uh, Graydon is not totally dead. Um, the worm brings I, him I back? I can't tell if it's his, his like consciousness getting a vision of the crone and the worm. Uh, but yeah, I think the crone is trying to make him her next disciple. Yeah. Essentially. Um, and he shows that Elora is like, will you be with me to help me burn the world? And he's just like, yeah. And it's like, wow. Okay. Look, this show is really good. And I'm, I'm sad that it, that I was told today that it got canceled as of recording. But I, I am surprised that you didn't already know. Because you know who fucking told me? Dr. Almond Kringle. That motherfucker. And he didn't tell me? I told Dr. Almond Kringle that we were doing this as, as an episode this week. Uh, oh, oh, and fucking uh, Delwood Blues. Really? Wow. Yeah, Delwood wow. Blues knew about it before fucking y- you did. Well, damn. Damn. If only I was there, I would have known. But oh well. So, you you want to do it? Go for it. Well, I know you want to talk about the music, and you want to talk about the little D and D things because you know more about it than yeah, me. Yeah, I, I want to mention I want to mention two kind of recurring things through this show. Go ahead. Uh, the first is the music uh, because, as you pointed out, almost every episode ends with either an '80s song or a, like a '70s rock or. They, they use a lot of copyrighted music for their credit sequence in this, in this show. And my gut instinct is to be like, eh, because when you use songs that people already know and already have some kind of emotional attachment and association with, you run the risk of that emotional attachment and pre-established emotional uh, connection with that song to something else being counterintuitive to what you mean when you attach it to your project. Does that make sense? Completely understandable. Uh, that being said, I think most of the songs they used for their end credits uh, 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 sequences fit really well. 
Especially the last few. Uh, how did you feel the about the uh, the music in general? Like, as in, ergo, the... I liked it a lot. I wanted okay, more the... of it. I, I really wanted more... Yeah. I, I wanted more uh, of the score. I wanted more uh, uh, orchestral themes throughout. I wanted more of the original Willow theme. We didn't get a whole lot of it. And I think the subtitles were very confused because there was a lot of times the subtitles said Willow's theme plays. And I'm like, I don't fucking hear it. You got to turn the volume up, bro. You got to turn the volume up. The subtitles, no? Maybe they maybe they recut it. Maybe uh, they recut it after they did the subtitles. The other thing, the other thing I wanted to mention about this show uh, was it's really fun choice of really fun weapons because... Yeah, it, it, any any other fantasy sci-fi, uh, fantasy based like D and D based kind of thing, everyone in the group would have a long sword, a shield, and if they're a caster, a wand or a staff. Okay. Uh, and yeah, we saw a few long swords. Yeah, we saw a few staffs. Yeah, we saw a few wands. But it all the wands didn't look the same. The staffs didn't look the same. And every time a character characters used what they used for very specific reasons to their character like Borman's uh cleaver is a really fun unique weapon that i absolutely love um kit getting her dad's long sword halfway through the quest that feels like like i said ripped straight out of a D campaign that that's rewarding to a player and rewarding to a character of hey not only do you get to upgrade your weapon but you also get to upgrade the emotional significance of the thing you use in combat so i loved the weapons in the show i loved the music in the show uh i didn't get to talk a whole lot about how absolutely drop dead cute as fuck ellie bamber is and it's not weird for us to say that because she is uh, 19 or 20, I believe. All right. So over 18. She's cool. Um, did you like her more as a blonde or more when she magically got red hair? I prefer the blonde, but I also like the red hair because it's more rare, if that makes sense. It's more of a rarity. I think their choice to use red hair on her to illustrate that she's become more powerful and unlocked more magic made her okay. hotter. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's sure. why I found her more attractive. Uh, me and Patron have a new manager uh, at our Swapper Jacks that looks like Elora, but five years from this TV series. No joke. And. Um, I will literally go up to Patron and go, did you see what Alora wrote on the board? Did you see what Alora did? Did you see what Alora did? Yeah. So, yeah. So, we have... So, Alora has given up. She already knew that she was going to... Apparently, the Willow series is going to be ended. So, she started working at Swapper Jacks. So, yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Bl- blonde Alora or red uh, Alora? Dirty blonde Alora. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, guys, that has been our uh, critique of the Willow series, I guess. Um, uh, here on Cinema Gems, we have a rating system that we use for TVs and movies. Uh, whole Gem, amazing movie. Half Gem, uh, yeah, it's fun, but it's not great. No Gem, skip it. Admiral, where do you fall with the Willow whole gem. series? 
Whole gem. Same. Absolutely whole gem. It's not perfect, and some of the pacing is a bit clunky. Some of the dialogue is a bit clunky, but I feel like all the characters got satisfying payoffs. Uh, Oh, and... uh... The, the magic in this world, while being very vague, does make some sense because it's about cause and effect. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the other post-credit scene that I was telling you about uh, is somebody closes the book. You know how it's like chapter four or chapter whatever, they're reading a book. So they close it, put it on a shelf, yes. and it uh, superimposes. You see volume one, two, and three of the Willow series. But I guess two and three is just fan fiction now. Like, boo! Yeah. At least make it an animated series. Come I'm on, I'm fine with that as well. But guys, that has been Cinema Gems. Thank you, Marty and the Eric Zerber, for allowing us to be on your website, LowRainPictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, just remember that the world is tough, and we're getting through it. And it's okay if you keep your head down and only view on what your life. And your life interactions is with, because that's mostly what I do. I mostly listen to those things, to the friends around me, to some interactions. I check in on the news every once in a while. Not a lot. Um, But yeah, guys, just remember that everyone's going through something. And approach everyone with... Compassion. With 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 empathy. Make sure that you put yourselves in their shoes before you talk to them. Care about your relationship with them before you care about yourself. Uh, and every, every random person that you encounter throughout the day, uh, going out and about has their own shit that they are dealing with. Uh, and if you are worried that people are putting a spotlight on you and, uh, analyze over analyzing, uh, the things that you hate about yourself, Please know that the people that you think are doing that are in their own head doing that to themselves. They're literally too distracted doing that to themselves to worry about doing that to you. Uh, and I hope that information is is freeing and liberating. Yep. Because I try to remind myself of that I all the time. I completely understand, agree, and give two thumbs up. Guys, look, just, uh, just make sure that you're taking some time for yourself. You're relaxing. You're helping yourself. You're putting the needs of yourself before you put the needs for others first. Yes. Uh, thank you, as always, to our Swapper Jack friends and family who constantly give us feedback and love and criticism when we need it. Uh, you can submit your feedback and criticism and butt maestro hate uh, to cinemagems15 at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us, as long as Twitter's still a thing, at cinemagems underscore pod. And you can see some behind-the-scenes things, uh, mostly the yep. dogs, because who doesn't love yep. dogs? The dogs are very real, and they have very distinctive personalities. Uh, what, what's that Instagram again? Uh, cinemagemspod is uh, that Instagram. That's yep. the one. Um, all right, guys, just remember... To wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. Always. All right, guys. Bye. Love all y'all. Peace. Oh, the log cabin lesbians?